Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. It's the start of the year, hope you've had a good break, but you know what, we're into it. Church doesn't stop, we continue through. You know, and if you're looking for a new church, it's that time of year when people do, why don't you come and join us? We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach and we also meet at 3pm at Yatla. So if you'd like some information on our Yatla meetings, give me a call. There's only two things that you really should be looking for if you're looking for a new church, and they are, are the people friendly, and do they preach the word of God? And I can assure you that both of those happen at the refinery, and there's some exciting things happening this year, which we'll share with you a little bit later on. But join me now in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further, because when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, this was his response. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You know, the four Gospels contain the written testimony of inspired writers who report not only the events in Jesus' life, but also the significance of those events. And Paul's writ letters were written to exalt Jesus Christ and to explain the meaning of his life and his teachings. They were also written to meet the great needs of the early disciples. But you know what? We still have those same needs today. The central theme of the Apostle Paul is the theme of this series. It's based on five of Paul's major letters. And today's message is titled, The Most Excellent Way. Let me encourage you, invite a friend. If you're watching this now or listening to it, share it with somebody. Hit the like button. Let people know and invite them to come along and watch or listen with you. Now, the text we're going to concentrate on today is 1 Corinthians 12, 31. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever version you like. And I want to also encourage you to bring your Bible with you. Open it up. Let's read it together. Verse 1231 says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And the scriptures we'll work through today are 1 Corinthians 12, 29 to 31. Again, let's read them together. Verse 29 says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And then look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. It says, And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. We'll work through this this evening. Let's pray before we go any further. We always pray for our offering. Because we believe that those who sow into the kingdom will be blessed. And we also want to make sure that that seed that is sown is watered and gets to where it needs to go. So, Father, we come to you today because you have made us. You have redeemed us. And we acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from your bountiful hands, Lord. Make us good stewards of what you've already given us, Lord, and what you will give us in the future. And by your grace, we have been brought with a price and therefore we desire to glorify you. 
Receive from our hands and our hearts these gifts today and bless them, Lord, and use them to your glory. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So the details, if, you, if you're ready to sow, will be on the bottom of the screen. Now, you can live in any way you want to. You are the only person who has the power to determine how you will live. You can be agreeable or you can be disagreeable. You can be a help or you can be a hindrance. You can be an asset or you can be a liability to yourself, to your family, to your co-workers, and also to the kingdom of God. It's up to you. You make the decision. But Paul said, yet I will show you a more excellent way. The Christian life was never meant to be a good way or even a better way, but rather the most excellent way. Let me say that again. The Christian's life was never meant to be a good way or a better way, but the most excellent way. Paul had just received a letter from the church in Corinth listing all types of problems that had arisen in their fellowship for one reason. One reason only. They were not following the most excellent way. Paul was saying in light of your very lifestyles and the difficulties and the heartaches they've brought upon the church, it is high time you recognize the need to follow the most excellent way. And you know what? It's the same message today. It is high time we start following the most excellent way. In his first letter to the church at Corinth, Paul gave four reasons why love is the most excellent way. And we're going to go through them this evening. The first one is love is a ministry of healing. The church at Corinth had written a long letter to Paul, listing several of their problems. But one problem that was not listed was divisions in the church. Every church has them. Paul learned of this problem from the relatives of Chloe, a well-known member of that congregation. He was not secretive. He named the source of his information and then dealt directly with the problem. We've got to stop being secretive and start addressing issues before they become a big problem. The fact that he chose first to deal with divisions in the church proves that of all the problems that were mentioned, he considered this one to be the most critical. It is to this problem that he applied the healing ministry of love. The healing ministry of love is, is realized when Christ is honored. In 1 Corinthians 1.12, we can see what Paul had to say about each group that wanted to rally around some human personality. Talking about churches here. We still have Christians rallying around a personality and not around Christ. Some said, I follow Paul. Paul did not take this as a compliment, nor should any preacher. In claiming to follow Paul the theologian, they were claiming to be great theologians themselves. Others said, I follow Apollos. These were the cultured vultures who worshipped the great communicators since Apollos was a prince of preachers. You know, if you look at a, 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 an ad for a, a position for a pastor, the vast majority of them, especially in the big denominations, don't call for someone who's spirit-filled. They call for a good communicator. They're calling for Apollos. 
Still others said, I follow Cephas, who was Peter, the fiery evangelist. This is the tell it like it is crowd. And the super Christian said, I follow Christ. In light of these childish divisions, Paul turned to some wholesome humour. Paul, when you look at his words, was quite comical sometimes. He had fun with the situations and he singled out himself as an example. In verse 13, he asked a series of questions. Is Christ fragmented? Tell me about it. Paul was crucified for you? Or sorry, was Paul crucified for you? These are the questions that he's asking. I haven't noticed any nail prints in my hands. Did Christ say in the Great Commission to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and of Paul the Apostle? This is what Paul's doing. He's making fun of the situation because it's so silly. In verses 14 to 16, Paul expressed relief that he baptized only a few lest that make them into his followers and not Christ's followers. The healing ministry of love is realized when the gospel is preached. Not a watered-down gospel, not an altered gospel, the gospel. The gospel is the good news about the healing ministry of Christ's love. And Christ is the focal point of the gospel. Not Paul, not Apollos, not Peter, not any other preacher, not any other man. Christ is the focal point. Second thing this evening is love is simplicity of language. Love is never concerned with impressing others with our importance or our knowledge or our intelligence or our human wisdom. Love of self is vitally concerned about these things, but not the love that is the most excellent way. Let me say that again. Love of self is vitally concerned about these things, about being better than everyone else. But that's not the love, the most excellent way. This kind of love is concerned with clearly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and his power to save. I'm sorry, evangelists out there, you don't get people saved. Jesus does. You're just the tool he'll use. If any man could have complicated the simple with difficult to understand language, Paul was that man. He certainly had the vocabulary and the intellect to do it. Remember, he was a Pharisee. But Paul had been down the empty halls of academia as a Pharisee and found nothing until he, the encounter that he had with the most excellent way of God's redemptive love. Someone has said it is nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Paul was nice enough to speak in love's simplicity of language so that all could understand. It's no wonder Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, 4-5, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How do you measure up to that? As long as our faith is based on men's wisdom, it can and will fail. There will always be someone wiser than us who can undermine that faith. But when our faith rests on God's power, no one on earth and no power of Satan can cause that faith to fail. Our third thing this evening is love has a competency for problem solving. 
In these eight chapters, Paul addressed that long list of problems the Christians of Corinth had. The problems included lawsuits. Just think about some of these problems as I mentioned them and see what the world and what believers are going through right now. The problems included lawsuits, sexual immorality. Let me tell you, that's in the church. Marriage, food sacrificed to idols, the place of women in the church, abuses of the Lord's Supper, and false piety. All those things are still in the church today. In all fairness, Paul dealt with one problem at a time, which is a wise thing to do. He didn't rush through the problems as though they were not serious because each and every one of them were. Instead, his discussion of them amounted to eight chapters. But at the end of his discussion, he informed the Corinthians that there was not one problem they had shared that love couldn't solve. Especially in the face of life's problems, Paul saw love as the most excellent way because of its competency for problem solving. Look at the problem of sexual immorality. Paul was saying that when our Christian friends fall into sin, we must confront them in love and ask them to turn away from that sin. But we're too scared, aren't we? We're too worried we might upset them and they won't be our friend anymore. Let me tell you, get over it. They're better off you having a discussion with them, asking them to turn from that sin and not going to hell and not being your friend than anything else. Now, if they refuse, we must cut off all association with them. Cut it off. Because we love the church. We cannot allow the continuation of this problem to infect it. Love is the most excellent way to handle any form of sexual impurity. We, then we love others. We won't use them to satisfy our own desires, will we? When we love them. We won't inflict on them the guilt and hurt of sexual immorality. What about the problem of lawsuits? Love is the most excellent way to resolve differences. Paul said, it is unchristian for fellow believers to take their differences to heathen courts, to rely on those who know nothing of the grace of God to settle their problems. But why do we do that still? Paul noted that any problem between Christians can and ought to be solved in the spirit of Christian love. What about the, the problem of abusing Christian liberty? Paul contended that souls are more important than steak. People are more valuable than meat. Lives are more important than liberty. When we are tempted to say, it is my right to do this, and I'm talking to everyone in the church now because this is something we hear all the time. It is my right. When we're tempted to say, it is my right to do this, or to say that, we must remember the words of Paul who advocated the most excellent way. 1 Corinthians 6.12 All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under any power of any. I don't want to hear people say it. It is my right. What would God say? There are certain times when we have every right to do a certain thing. But the most excellent way of love reminds us that if exercising our liberty causes even one brother or sister to stumble, we should renounce that liberty. 
What about the problem of placing piety on parade? When the more excellent way of love binds us together as the body of Christ, nothing can sever that unity. We are for one another. We rejoice with one another. Love is the most excellent way because it removes any competitive or jealous spirit among God's people. Something you will see at the refinery is exactly that. Our church loves each other. We all learn from each other. We have ministers that have been in ministry for a long time and they still learn from some of the newer people and vice versa. That's the way it should be. There's no competition. It takes piety off parade and puts Jesus on parade when we love each other. The fourth thing this evening is love has a superiority of value. Paul concluded chapter 12 by saying, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. Then he set forth the beautiful love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. If you've been to a wedding, you've probably heard this. And now abide, faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Why is the greatest of these love? Why is it the most excellent way? Because of its superiority of value. The superiority of love's value is seen in the worthy imparts to the gift of the Spirit. These gifts have no intrinsic value by themselves. The only value they have is the value that love imparts in them. The superiority of love's value is seen in the words used to describe it. As we finish up this evening, Paul ended his letter with an exhortation. Do everything in love. Then he closed with my love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Love is the most excellent way because of its ministry of healing, its simplicity of language, its competency for problem solving, and its superiority of value. Why don't we start this year off loving our brothers and sisters just that little bit more? And I really want to encourage you, as I do every time we meet, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice, twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. Because when you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul and body if you will allow Him to. And you're important to God. You wouldn't be watching or listening to this if you didn't think that was so. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And this year, 2023, we are believing is a year of divine restoration and divine recovery. I want you to be part of that. I want you to get closer to God because everything that's been taken can be returned this year. And on the 5th of February, I'd love you to join us. We have Brother Sadu coming. He's preaching in one place on the Gold Coast and that is Refinery Life Church. It's at 9.30 on the 5th of February. We'd love to see you there. And until next time, stay in the blessings. Music